Hi, I'm Angus McGruther. And I'm Marla Gedia. And this is episode 5 of Auslander. Conversations with Aussie creatives living in Berlin. This week we have Maddie White. Yeah, Maddie White. She has been in Berlin for three years. She is uh, a very interesting artist. She's got her hands in a number of different projects. She's a dancer, a yoga teacher, um, even kink yoga. Mm-hmm. She does kink yoga now. Um, she's involved in buto dance here in Berlin. And um, she's also doing a bit of movement yeah, and so voice work. Lots of um, performance based artwork. Yeah. And we are going to put all of her information in the show notes so you can get in touch. You can find out where she's doing her yoga her workshops her performances and um yeah have a listen see you later bye maddie white <laughs> a yoga teacher performance artist and action künstler thanks for coming and being on our show yeah of course natürlich so um how long have you been in berlin now is it three years three years are uh, since the fourth of july independence day okay nice. mm-hmm. not our independence day. <laughs> my independence yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly absolutely and um so just a little bit of a background we met i think through rosie winterton yeah so <laughs> my mom's best friend is good friends with your mum as well Mm-hmm. There's like this little trio happening, and then so my family mo- friends. Yeah, family my friends. mom was like oh, emailing, "You have to meet this lovely girl," and then we met in um, Passenger Cafe, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, where yeah. a lot of Australians tend to reside in their first early stages. Yeah, yeah. and Strasse. some never leave Passenger. Passenger. <laughs> yeah, yeah I haven't left. And so you're from Sydney. Yeah, and um, I grew up in Rushcutters Bay and then Waverley. Cool. Yeah, yeah, right where I went to school, Waverley. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. why Berlin? Uh, Berlin came to mind when I had finished my performance degree in Sydney mm-hmm. and I took a break uh, to travel to New York and it was a performance artist named Miao in New York that said why don't you check out Berlin because I'd seen a lot of uh, work during my stay there and I realized some things that led me to maybe think maybe it's not New York at this point and then he, he was the one that pointed me in this direction. Cool. Yeah. And so you hadn't, you didn't have any connection to Germany. You didn't speak German. It was just no, really nothing other than this, uh, yeah, recommendation. Yeah. I had one friend, uh, Beth Dillon, who's also a very, very good artist from Sydney, and she was my only contact of reference in Berlin. Literally, I knew, I knew, nobody. Cool. Mm. So three years ago. No, three. Yeah, three mm. summers ago. And um, now, what was your background in Sydney before you came? Like, were you doing yeah, performance? It was uh, in theatre. I did a Bachelor of Performance degree yeah. with the Australian Institute of Music. And they have a drama department which teaches uh, all elements involved in theatre making. Is that, um, is the Institute of Music, is that in Sydney? or is Yeah, it, in yeah. Central Station in mm-hmm. Sydney. Mm. I know where that is, mm. right up... Um, for Vaux Street? For Vaux Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our campus is at Town Hall at yeah. the Pilgrim Theatre. Right okay. in the centre. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And so was performance something that you always wanted to do or was it something that you got an interest later on in, in your school years? It's definitely something that I've always been, um, yeah, I've always 
into into theater into drama in high school mm. and entertaining and emceeing and this kind of thing um, and I knew from my grades in high school that no matter where I was going to go it was going to be audition based mm. yeah I knew that it was it was my strength was in music was in uh, drama and all the other subjects it just didn't it didn't matter yeah yeah mm. and what sort of music are you into uh, that's a big question mm. like so, do you play instruments yourself or i'm a singer yes mm-hmm. um and my girlfriend she's an incredible musician shelly phillips yeah so she's also making music producing music uh hip-hop and we're living together so it's definitely influencing me Great. enormously wow. yeah um but really since moving to berlin techno music has been my, my yeah. greatest inspiration mm. place to be the techno definitely definitely um and and this this club scene here is where I made my friends on the dance floor. Yeah. So um, techno music has mm. really been a huge influence into into my dance. Um, but I've as run a into you a couple of times on the yeah. dance floor. <laughs> Definitely. Cool. Yeah. yeah, sure. So what does your mm. normal day, if there is such a thing, look like in Berlin? Uh, I don't know if any of these days are so normal. For a long time, it was like every week was such a roller coaster. Every week was uh, was different. Um, unexpected opportunities came up and I was able to to travel so easily as we're only of you know such a short distance from other other neighboring countries mm. um, but now I feel after three years there is a little like I know what I'm doing next Wednesday or, mm-hmm. or uh, now I actually have a plan for the next year of, of certain trips that are happening and different uh, events and festivals performances so it's now a, a little bit more I guess yeah you could say normal but I, I don't know I, I wake up I have my um, my morning yoga practice yeah um, I'm freelancing so I'm project-based each week and each month is going to be different yeah um, but I definitely have my rituals for sure and how how big is um, yoga in your life and in your work uh, yoga has been the one thing especially in in since since i guess since hse when i started practicing yoga it's been the one thing that keeps my feet grounded when all yeah. these different mm-hmm. unexpected life surprises happen yeah mm-hmm. which um, inevitably they do yeah hmm. so i've actually the first place that i landed in berlin was kreuzberg yoga studio my mm-hmm. one week mm-hmm. on airbnb that was booked yeah. was in this uh this block that has your Kreuzberg yoga and so I started going every Sunday to mm. meditation and then followed by Berkheim. Um cool and I was teach I had this mentor there Sabine and she said why don't you start teaching here and I organized an arrangement with Daljit where I could maintain the studio and and have my own time slot every Friday. Right. And now, th- uh, three years later, I'm still teaching there every Friday. Mm-hmm. Great. And the yeah. class that you teach there, I still have been meaning to come. Yeah. But it's like, um, is it like a movement yoga with movement and um, I don't know if it's dance influence? But yeah. I remember seeing that it was a little bit different to just your regular sort of hatha yoga class or yeah um it's an hour and a half and i'll usually start with a pranayama breath uh-huh. mm-hmm. and definitely inviting the group depending on each week we have different people come so depending on where everybody's at but mm. get them to start walking around and um using uh improvisation to to start to get fluid movement through 
Um, and then it depends also, I also like to change it up mm-hmm. uh, each week, but there, there will be a good 20 minutes of yoga asana, but the majority is actually a lot of, a lot of dance and, yeah. and Bhutto dance and followed by a meditation and Alexander technique. Oh, great. What's Bhutto yeah. dance for, for so, those people who don't know? Yeah, Bhutto dance originates from Japan and this uh, came out of the late 50s in Japan and it was a crazy time where people were jumping off buildings as a way of performing Bhutto dance hmm. uh, and sacrificing their own lives. Wow. It's, it's known as the dance of death and it's a very slow controlled movement where you are dealing with dark spirits and it is something that I'm only since January this year have been training and um, just recently undergone an intensive training with this Russian dancer Valentin um, where we went to Klein Velka down in the south of Germany and I've now been able to get my head around this dance because you're moving without muscle but of Uh course it requires like like trying to imagine your corpse and to lift one finger how challenging that is Mm. if you have no muscle Mm. and I didn't understand this at first but then after this course I was covered in bruises we did a very cold old um, it was an old nunnery and none of my muscles hurt but after like an intense dance training usually everything's aching Mm. nothing hurt it was just psychologically took you into much darker places you have one exercise where you have a mirror looking at yourself as a corpse and you have to uh, face your uh, yourself face um, yourself in death yeah wow. wow or somebody else that has died or somebody that is yeah dear to you or or facing yourself yeah so it's quite cathartic in a way definitely and confronting, i imagine definitely yeah. How do the people who have never experienced that take it? Like when they, if they don't know what it is and they step into that, is it, is it confronting for newcomers or? It can have, it can quickly go into pantomime or, or masking if people yeah. don't know what we're dealing with and they, do, yeah. and they have just some idea when you can see it, what to imitate. But then, because we had some people that weren't, uh, yeah, that most of us were completely new to Bhutto. Mm. So some, everybody had a, everybody had their own journey. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and since then we've now formed a collective called Das Gegenteil. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the members from the recent workshop, we're going to continue and in December hold a workshop here in Berlin from the five days uh, after Christmas. Mm-hmm and into the new year have a have a, a premiere here great that's getting town the opposite mm. cool Can cool I, name yeah 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 nice mm. and so um you recently had a few shows um performances at the i forget now where was it here in berlin most recently yeah. was just just um last week where we had the berliner list yeah so we did a big performance actually after the Buto camp with Post Bahnhof, and it was a collaboration with the Russian painter Vera Kuchubi mm-hmm. and the Berkheim resident DJs, um, which are Road Hat and Kobasil. And it was a collaboration to bring this world of this ode to the techno music mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in this city. And 
it was a way to incorporate live painting, buto dance, performance, um, and in an environment where you actually have two floors of art. You know the Berliner List, this event where it's mm -hmm. just um, loads of artists in one space yeah. that are selling yeah. their work. We, we premiered that, that event. Um, yeah. Cool. Books. It kind of has echoes of the... Um, um, what was that building on Oranienburgerstrasse where all the artists oh, were living? The, uh, Tacheles. Tacheles, yeah. yeah, which closed down like yeah. four or five years ago but it's, now. It's mm -hmm. kind of nice that they're sort of echoing the, the atmosphere of that where there are artists, they're doing their work mm. and selling it at the same time and several floors of painters and sculptures. And, I actually drove and past Tacheles the other day Yeah, and it, I was a little bit sad because it just... I don't know what it's it is empty. now. Yeah, I don't know it's what empty. It is now. It's waiting to be demolished yeah. or something. It's quite sad. Yeah. Transformed into something else. Yeah. yeah. That's Gentrified, Berlin. probably. Mm. Housing project or something. Mm -hmm. So what do you think Berlin has offered you that you probably couldn't have gotten or had had you stayed in Sydney or in Australia? I think one thing Berlin has is time. Hmm. Like, it unlike the pressure of Sydney or New York or London where there's this huge uh, running clock to make money, to be successful. It depends on where you're from, what your social pressures are. But here, mm -hmm. we don't. I don't have that pressure. So you, it can be a blessing and a curse because you have to discipline yourself, you have to train yourself. And mm. especially in this grueling winter where it's miserable outside you just have to um even get deeper into your work mm. yeah it's so you, true you don't have the pressure of because of the standard of living the cost of living is, is lower than in these major cities yeah so i feel that it's time is is been so valuable here to yeah. for self-development for self-growth for all these ideas you give a platform to because yeah you don't have that pressure of time so what are your tips for self-discipline? Because I think lots of artists suffer oh, with this, especially in the long winter, mm. which is almost six months here, mm. of just keep going. Because for me, it's often the passion that drives me, but sometimes the passion's not enough when mm. it's cold and wintry and you're mm. tired. Or Then get out. Like If you lack inspiration or you feel the passion is not enough, take a trip. Mm. And you only need a little trip to realize... Uh, how good you got it here every time yeah. I go I come back being like oh, yeah. Berlin. I love yeah. Berlin yeah, if you feel like you are starting to hate on it or you don't have that kick to get out every morning then you need to make a shift yeah um, like for some people like for me yoga works because this mm. is a self-discipline that I've now had yeah eight years so for me this is a big motivation because you have your rituals but for any partner of mine that's not necessarily been into yoga they've got their own thing that makes yeah. them tick or get up but uh, f I definitely think a lot of these uh, will all come under physical exercise yeah absolutely if you're not exercising yeah. it'll be much more of a struggle yeah as a writer as a musician uh, you yeah everybody needs that that exercise to mm. move yeah. to yeah. dance moving the energy yeah because yeah. it just gets get the blood flow. yes yeah, yeah. And then once you're stagnant in your body, you're stag stagnant yeah. in your mind, and then yeah. it's a spiral. It's I interesting you, you say, you know, getting out, because that's why I went to Sweden mm. for a couple of months this year, was to, I was getting into that sort of negative spiral, and while there was like a little bit of work, I was sort of like, I felt like I was going in circles, and then mm -hmm. in Berlin you can get this like, 
kind of like the aggressive grumpy kind of berliny thing and i was like not able to see clearly so going to sweden was like a reset button and mm. then in that space i booked more work you know and then i came back and i was like oh, okay this is the the thing about berlin that i love mm. um but i needed to step away from it and then come back to it mm-hmm. so fall in love with it again yeah yeah what do you think um Sydney or Australia could learn from Berlin? Not to judge people and criticize. Hmm. One beautiful thing about the this city is all the all of us are not considered weird here. It's normal. Hmm. Yeah. But you you jump over to a place like Sydney where they just don't get it and they don't care to to know it. they're happy to leave it in that. Um yeah like put you in a box and leave you in that yeah space that is mm. i don't know because i also i really love sydney and i love where i grew up and all the people that i grew up with and i just think that it is yeah we can be quick to to criticize or need to categorize or mm-hmm. or put our own perspectives or our, our own uh life goals or admirations on you but also everybody's got their own journey their own yeah. process so it would be just yeah about being so critical or um yeah yeah, faster to make a judgment make an assumption yeah Yeah. and And then making money is not the be all and end all yeah yeah it's not it's not the it's not the only goal to happiness yeah like sure it's it is really important to, to to make the money to to contribute to society to be able to ha- make opportunities more opportunities possible mm. um, but I think if you work hard no matter what you do then then it, then it comes mm. um, but so many I think so many people feel that by by yeah getting that uh, by making the money it's, it's gonna be the thing that's gonna make you happy but I look at I look at a comparison of, of a lot of people that uh, I'm surrounded with here compared to to say Sydney. Then I I think actually maybe it's not always the answer because not a lot of people do have so much money here, but they mm. really seem happy. Yeah, yeah. And also because many of the people are doing that creative thing where they're able to express and there is a space for new ideas and unconventional art. So that you know channeling that energy into something that maybe not would be received so well in place like Sydney or elsewhere. Maybe mm. that, yeah, I don't know if that makes like a a difference in the way people channel that energy, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's different in somewhere like Melbourne compared to Sydney? Because Melbourne's a bit more artsy. I can't say. I've never lived there. I've got lots of friends there. I have an ex-girlfriend there, family there. Mm. Um but I, I think when we're talking about Sydney, I'm also thinking as a straight Australia, right, as, as, as a whole, whole, as a mindset, mm. rather than just pinpointing Sydney, because I also really love Sydney. Um, I, yeah, 21 mm. years of my life was there, and I have so many people that I love there. So I also don't want to be making any generalization about a mass of people that are also, you know, just doing what we're doing, but over there. Yeah. But I think that um, Melbourne. If I was to move back to Australia, I'd be more interested in Melbourne because there is more opportunity for the arts there. 
than in than what I see going on in Sydney. Um, and there's more funding for the arts. There's more space for the arts. There's more audience for the arts mm. for independent art, especially and underground art in in Melbourne and Sydney has recently recently. I mean, like uh, yeah, now three years ago, this lockout laws it's canned all nightlife. Like I hear some people are getting quite, uh, creative and, and having these uh, warehouse party, yeah. parties in Alexandria or whatever. Yeah, Marrickville underground yeah. underground parties. Yeah, so they they like they have to create their own parties now. But a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of the people that are, whenever actually partying in Kings Cross or any of this, they they just completely wiped out our livelihood. Yeah. So Sydney's also kind of the, the nightlife is not so is not there anymore. Everything's mm. closing at one or. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of major cities. And like. I don't think, but I don't think Melbourne has this problem. Right. No, I no, I don't. No, think it does. there's no, no lockout. No, I know so Queensland wanted to wanted to follow after New South Wales. Yeah. But I think Victoria's pretty, like, steady in its way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good enough reason to be in Melbourne, mm. for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to know a little more about your kink yoga. Kink yoga. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So this started uh, also recently. When um, for the first time this year, I was uh, introduced to Shibari and this rope work mm-hmm. uh, in the Kit Kat Club, and actually it was Alex who goes to my yoga. Mm-hmm. He is a, a pro with the ropes, and he said, "Would you like to to model for me?" And I was like, oh, "Let me think about it, because it's quite a um, yeah, it's something I need to to." To get my head around, I yeah. Don't, yeah. But then I started to to be his model in Kit Kat Club, and um, yeah, it was incredibly thrilling to be to be completely uh, in this meditation with one other person and have this dialogue between bodies in total silence. Mm. Meanwhile, in front of hundreds of people, while you're mm. being tied to the ceiling, mm. it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was great. Was so it I, like on a party? Like a, yeah, it's happened yeah. It's Saturday, Saturdays at the the Kit Kat Club. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Kit Kat Club is like an institution in Berlin. It's been around since what the twenties or something. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's moved different locations, but it's always been like the liberal, crazy, fun uh, club in Berlin. And now they do a lot of different parties. And is it is it still once a month or is it every week? It's every week. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it changes location now, doesn't it? Uh, no, Kit Kat Club is in Heinrich Heine Straße. Yeah. yeah it's, ah, it's, but over the years, yeah. it's moved. It's been, couple, yeah. It used to be Friedrichstrasse, I think. and then Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was around during the Nazi time, I think, as well. Like, mm-hmm. and then it sort of shut down and then... Okay. But everybody knows Kit Kat Club. Yeah. But that's, yeah. That's yeah, so it's through, it's through this uh, that it inspired kink yoga. So as my class is Friday mornings, it's perfect time to get people prepared for their weekend. Mm. So it's a chance for... People also, I, I love to wear latex um, and this club scene inspires a lot of uh, fetish clothing and it's a chance also for you to, uh, yeah, unlock that intuition in you by being in something like a restrictive a full piece of latex mm-hmm. and doing yoga at the same time. So you sweat amazed, like sweat a lot. Wow. And you're, it's working a lot on the, the sacral chakra, so a lot of hip openers and then... Um, it's predominantly women a lot of the time, but we have a few guys. Um, 
all kinds. <laughs> and um, yes, yeyeah, so far we've had three editions of Kink Yoga and there'll be more to come. It'll be more, it's more of a monthly yeah. edition. Okay. Yeah. And what, what does the class entail? Uh, so it's working with, with pranayama breath mm -hmm. in the beginning, but I am also wearing a full piece uh, latex outfit. So it's not as, as much with the improvised dance as, as I was explaining with the, yeah. the, uh, the, the normal regular Friday class. Um, and we work together to hold one another in the beginning and massage each other's ovaries and gonads mm -hmm. as a way to unlock the endocrine system and in tune it's it's your awakening your 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 chakras through this free dance or free movement by simple figure eights so if you're holding one another say in a group format with your hands on each other's uh, lower backs and you start to make just the, the littlest bits of movement, um, yeah, less is more. Mm -hmm. And it is also quite improvised, my, my flow throughout the class, seeing on where everybody's level of uh, yeah, mind is at. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to give so much more away because I also want people to come. come yeah. try, so yeah. I'm not well, going to run through the whole class. Definitely sounds intriguing. But yeah. and, and is it something that um, you have developed from your own experiences or is it something that that you've learned it's definitely something i've de developed from my time here yeah yeah like i've i've did train as a certified yoga teacher in byron bay i've trained as uh, with smash berlin who were doing mm -hmm. voice and movement so voice is a big part and breath and buto as well it's an enormous part we're actually connecting finally in february we're doing this workshop um, and this is where we have Sanko Namachailak, um, who's coming mm -hmm. uh, from Russia to do this overtone voice training. So, um, yeah, we, we have so many fabulous people always coming in out of this town. So yeah. I'm constantly refreshing and doing educational leave yeah. just to check out every, every now and then and, and keep uh, my practice relevant, see what's going on now. Yeah. Um, so I really believe... Um, somebody said this the other day at the Tense Forum about how that we need to be studying the methods of purely the last five years. Hmm. Like, because a lot of us also did our training way back when, and then yeah. you need to keep that. Keeping up to date. You need to keep it up to date. So yeah. I'm often, like, I'm about to go take a week to do a Tantra massage course. Yeah. Just two hours uh, south of Germany. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it's really important to keep. Uh, yeah, jumping at these opportunities where you have these beautiful minds that want to come and, and continue mm. delving further into what you do. but Yeah, and honing the craft and, and mm. keeping it alive. Yeah. yeah, and then taking your own interpretation of, mm. or like this is why every every class is, is always different depending yeah. on who's there, depending on um, where I've also just come from and what inspired me to focus that uh, lesson on. Mm. Yeah, and then I have yeah private pe private clients too that I have a whole other self journeys yeah that we're working on yeah mm. it's really interesting that you have all these things going on and you can sustain more or less an income with with all of that in Berlin yeah it's not a high income to be honest um, and some performances or some theater houses pay handsomely and some theater houses play cash in hand mm. and not necessarily so great for what you're doing and the hours and everything. Mm. 
by Dasis Berlin as das well. Berlin. You want to make the yeah Kachenga yeah. like you have to take off. Yeah, yeah. well that's why it's because we were speaking to Damien, the comedian, in the other episode, and um, we actually recorded it just before he left because he said in in the interview that um, you know he's had a great year and a half in Berlin and he's been able to be really creative with his comedy and his theater, but now mm -hmm. I've got to like turn that into an income and that involves having to go back to the UK where okay. he was before mm -hmm. and he's like I've never been so sad to leave okay because so, he loved it here but it just couldn't generate exactly the kind of income he needed mm -hmm. to sustain it yeah but um, what he was hoping to do was sort of set himself up there so that he could sort of go travel. back and forth yeah and a lot of people do that yeah actually yeah. and use you know use both places as a as a base for their work mm. which is really nice to, yeah. to be able to do Yeah, definitely. So how often do you get back to Oz? I've been back three times in three years. That's pretty good. Yeah. Average. Yeah. Are you on the are you on the freelance visa? Is that your Yeah, self employed freelance, freelance artist. And yeah. they just granted me another two years. Great. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How's your German? Yeah, it's okay. It's <laughs> all right. I have a um private Deutschlehrerin. Yeah. Her name's Jazz and she comes to my house. Great. Awesome. Um, She's really cool. She's studying literature. Mm -hmm. um, and it's definitely the best method for me, private. Okay. Yeah. I, I was with these group classes for a while and um, I would always leave just feeling like... Hmm. Yeah. Frustrated or... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think, that, I think that private is definitely the way to go. If you can find a friend that is German and pay her rather than paying these yeah. these Deutsch yeah. schools that are actually just pumping people through the, the, through the courses don't really care if they get better or not yeah um, yeah or, or tandem is also great yeah tandem's great uh, yeah, tandem, tandem exchanges is so which is nice one mm. last question what do you think Berlin could learn from Australians hmm <laughs> I think that One example of what happened to myself coming here uh, when I didn't even notice it was happening, but my father visited about nine months after I was living here and after just hanging out for a week and he said, Jesus, Matt, it's like, it wouldn't kill you to hug me. And I was thinking like, <laughs> I was like, sorry, dad, like, can you, you give me some gone. love? Yeah. I'd become... Uh, like on the U-Bahn you stick to yourself you have your yeah. hands by your side you like it's it doesn't like you yeah nobody makes noise it's not like New York where there's all these ruckus going on yeah. on the trains or whatever there's something very isolated yeah. isolated about and, and cold um, almost between yeah. the people yeah but also for Germans can be very warming and mm -hmm. hospitable amazing so it's just a, a general vibe that happens on like more public transport and getting around that like mm -hmm. you can become a little bit yeah more reserved and I think yeah. Australians have like the total opposite of that it's just yeah. like so hospitable so open and affectionate and yeah um to everyone and anyone it's funny that you dad kind of like a, give me a hug yeah, yeah. after Jesus. nine months yeah wouldn't kill you to give me a hug I think my dad I think I ran yeah. into you on the street when my dad was visiting me yeah yeah was, he was here for a week so mm. that's was, the great thing about Berlin <laughs> I think he loved <laughs> it he secretly yeah, loved yeah he loved it he, took him to a house party and everyone was so 
everyone was so yeah cool with him. He's amazing yeah. though. He's really amazing. My dad. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. yeah. yeah. Such a chiller. Cool. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us? Yeah, about? what have you got? Have you got, have you got stuff coming up? So you got the Friday classes at Kreuzberg Yoga, and we're going to yes. pull the information in the show. Yeah, notes. cool. And then, uh, and so next week I'm taking off to do the Tantra massage course. So cool. private bookings are welcome. Great. Um, the following week I come back and we jump straight into rehearsals. I'm going to be dancing with Karma Shi from Tel Aviv, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and that's going to be a Monster Ronsons on the 19th of October. Great. Uh, and the next big baby that's brewing is our Das Gegenteil Buto school. So if you're interested in Buto dance and you want to learn from some really interesting Berlin-based dancers, then join December 25th. For Christmas, we don't have family here. We are yeah. each other's Great. family. Yeah, have a yeah. Buto family Christmas. Genau. Yeah, and cool. um, perform over New Year's Eve. We've got lots of very interesting offers for events, so we shall keep. Yeah posted on the news it's good for, for people who are sticking out the winter yeah need some some community it's good yes yeah definitely cool thanks so much Maddie. yeah thanks thank for you coming to You're visit welcome. us and we'll put all the links and all the information in below the, uh, in, in the information cool have a good one <laughs> <laughs>